Hey, let's talk about good sex. The kind of sex where you and your girl come at the same time time. I don't know about you, but that is my favorite kind of sex. Okay. (laughs) But it's hard to make that happen because there is an orgasm gap and women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's totally fine because I have a solution for you. And that is Promescence Delay Spray. Now listen, their delay spray is not going to totally numb you out. It's just going to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about it. And it's not going to transfer to your partner. For your partner, they have a whole line of women's products. I use their warming gel. That's my favorite. Trust me, it'll be your favorite too. Uh, They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a fun night of sex. I love Promescent products, but don't just take it from me. Over 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promescent. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon to get all your promescent products. They have free shipping. They have a 60 day money back guarantee and your package is of course going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what you bought. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon, or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on this show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices, everybody's names. Uh, if you want to call in because you have a, like an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Just give me a little information of what you want to talk about. Or you could DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at strict anonymous. If you have a naughty confession that you want to get off your back, I have a confessions hotline. You could call that 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. But don't call that to be on the show because sometimes... Uh, I get so many of them there that I don't listen to them every day that I won't get back to you really quickly. The quickest way to be on the show and get back to you is to email me. All of the links to everything will be in the description. Now, today I have on Lola. Okay, Lola has sent me in pictures. She's super hot. Those pictures are over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Link is in the description. But Lola called in uh, to talk all about the fact that she has been a unicorn and hooking up with couples, men, and doing all kinds of stuff and being in the lifestyle. Since she was like 25, she's 39 now. She gets kids super young. So she's like a grandma, but she's still like ready to go. Okay. She talks about how she wound up becoming a unicorn at such a young age. I mean, she was literally 25. She had always known she was like very bisexual. 
She was very into women. So she went on to Craigslist. That's what she did. She went on to Craigslist looking to have her first experience. And she wound up hooking up with a couple. She talks all about that first experience and then everything she did after. Like I said, she talks about her first time. She talks a lot of about a lot of her experiences with different couples. She talks about how she wound up at a swingers club. She's been to a couple swingers clubs. She talks about those experiences, how they happened, what went down. She loves being watched. She loves watching. She's never really been in a hardcore relationship. She's been very open and doing her thing. You know, when she was on Craigslist, she wasn't just looking for couples. She was looking for guys. She was looking for couples. She was looking for any kind of one and done kind of sexual experience. She was very into, and she said this, like more quantity over quality when she was younger. And she did that for a very long time. She talks about the fact that she's very into black guys and BBC. She's white. She called herself a snow bunny. She talks about a, a swingers resort she went to with one of her BBC guys. She talks about her first experience with two guys she wound up meeting another black guy at this uh, swingers resort and they all did a threesome that was her first threesome with her two guys or her two bbc's and she loved that she talks about that too she we do go into whether she's had any kind of crazy experiences because she was looking up a lot of couples like women being jealous guys hitting on her and uh all of the above has happened to her and she talked specifically about that as well as talks about where she's at right now. She's 39. She just quit drinking. She is still looking for couples to have like hot sex and she's very open and uh, she might now want to date a woman. We don't know where Lola's going to wind up or, you know, what kind of relationship she will be in. She doesn't think it'll ever be monogamous. Okay. Because she never really has been. Uh, but that will be Lola part two. This is Lola part one, though. You're going to hear all of her backstory. It's super interesting. Like I said, if you want to see how hot she is, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Lola. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Hi, Lola. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. You are, you know, what people call a unicorn in the lifestyle. You're 39 and you've been a unicorn in the lifestyle since you're 25. So I'm assuming you started out solo. I mean, what is a How does a 25 year old female wind up solo in the lifestyle? <laughs> well, I have always known I was bisexual okay. uh, ever since I was a child. Mm hmm. So I was, I am the product of the private Catholic school system. Oh, me too. And, <laughs> They're always and, the worst, the sluttiest. Yes. So, you know, I, from the first time from when I was masturbating, when I was younger, I was more thinking about women, mm -hmm. but I was also boy crazy. Okay. So finally at the ripe old age of 25, I had been with a couple of past boyfriends and had brought up, you know, a threesome like me him and another girl and I did not get the response I was expecting needless to say wow so none of them were takers no no um yeah I know they were like I don't my one of them was like I don't want to see you with anybody else I'm like well but it, it's a chick and then and then you get to be with her too yeah 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 and you were fine with that 
He was not having that. Um, (laughs) Now, had you had, though, through all your Catholic girl days, like, had you had any hookups with women solo? No. Okay. So still never experienced anything. So now you're trying to get your guys and they're, like, not helping the situation. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, then I've been single for a while. And finally, I'm just like, screw it. I have older kids now. I had my kids at 21 and 23. So dating's hard. So finding a boyfriend, much less a boyfriend that is going to partake in this with me at such a young age in the Bible belt where that stuff's frowned upon just was not happening. So I said, I'm going to do this my damn self. Yeah. And plus you had two kids. So it's yes, hard yeah. to find a guy around your age range, you know, unless you were going to date a 55 year old, like a lot of 20 year old guys are not going to want us father to kids. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was hard in those streets, man. That's why I've been single for so long. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So tell me, so how does the process work so many years ago? Like how did you find the first either couple or the first club that you went to? Like, how did it start out? Craigslist. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how my show started out. <laughs> Craigslist. Huh? Um, yeah. yeah. Craigslist. So literally it was like I, it was literally a Saturday day. And mm-hmm. I was actually dating this guy at the time on and off. And he he was actually like a year or two younger than me. So and he had no kids. He had a really good job and just living his best life. And I wasn't able to like go out to the bars with him and stuff. And so like that was really getting to me. So I'm like screw this. I'm going to do this. So Saturday morning, I post the ad and by Saturday night, I'm meeting with a couple. I sent my kids had went off. I had the night to myself, the house and had this couple over. And yes, that's that was the first experience. So you weren't just looking for solo women. Like what did you put in that ad? And did you include like a body shot? Like what was what were you down for? No, no pictures. So, you know, if you go, when you would go there, the males and females looking for females, there's millions of them. But that is why we're called the unicorns. But the female looking for male, female, especially 15 years ago when the internet wasn't so prevalent. So, you know, a lot of people like look down on it. They're like, oh my God, you know, you use dating apps or match.com. I'm like, yo, like get with the times. Like I got a (laughs) responsibility. So, you know. Let's just say I've been ahead of my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't put any body shots, just, you know, the basic, you know, uh, by, you know, single female, what you look like, DDF free, you know, what you're looking for. And that's it. Like you drop that little piece of chum in the water and they come for it. Yeah. So how did you wind up picking the one couple out of all the people? Like, what was it about them that stood out? I, they just, they seemed very normal. You know, they were older than me. How so old were they? I was 25 at the time. <laughs> they actually wound up small world. I live in a very big city, but it's very small. Mm-hmm. It, they wound up actually my uh, good friend from high school works for them. <laughs> Their oh my company. God, how funny. It yeah. is a small world. Like, we're still good friends to where I rode home with them at my 20-year reunion a couple of months ago. Like, I was thinking about it in the car. I'm like, I banged both of your bosses and we talked about you. Oh, my God. So funny. So were they, like, in their 40s? How old were they? Probably. Probably mm-hmm. in their 40s. Maybe late 30s, early 40s. Married, white couple. They were both great. Super, super sweet people. 
And I don't think they, I think they were in the lifestyle. They had been to Colette's and they had done some minor stuff, but you know, unicorns are hard to come by. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was their first, you know, just two chicks and a dude. Yeah, yeah. And now, were they hot? I mean, were you look? Were you very yeah. particular um, about like yeah. what they look like? <laughs> Paint those. They that were, they were in, they were in really great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a little bit. I'm, I'm five seven. I'm tall, thin, so I'm kind of tall for a girl. Mm-hmm. So she was about two inches shorter than me. Nice fake boobs, uh, trim little waist. So she looked like me, a little tinier. He was a little bit taller than me, maybe five ten. Good looking, you know, six packs. So really fit the bill physically. Uh-huh. They were, you know, normal people. So, yeah. Okay. So how was that first experience? Were you like just super horny going in? Because now you're like, you're finally going to have what you have wanted for so long. You said you were like jerking off thinking about women since you were yes. younger, you know? Yeah. First experience is a big deal. So now that I'm thinking about it, I don't, I just, I went into it. So I was super nervous and I try to tell people all the time because if I get standoffish, like when it comes to the apps, I'm like, y'all, it's two against one. And mind you, these people are so kind when, you know, they're just the nicest people ever. It's still very intimidating. So I was like, okay, why don't y'all come on over? So we actually sat outside under my porch and drank wine and just got to know one another mm-hmm. and for about an hour and I guess just talked about their experiences and what was expected and whatnot. And then we went in my bedroom and got down to it. Wow. And did it was it no holds bar? Like did they have any rules or regulations that they put a, up front to you because they're like a couple or was it like anything goes? It was, it was everybody, everybody is free to play. He was Mm -hmm. free to play with me. And then of course me and her. So it was no holds bar. Right. And was it a great experience? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 24 7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. It was amazing. It would clearly, if I'm still in there 15 <laughs> I know, years right? later. Well, no, a lot, a lot of times I hear sometimes <laughs> people's first experience, eh, not so good, but they continue on. Yeah, you know? um, absolutely. But it was amazing. And I mean, that was your first time, not with a guy, but with a girl. Like, did you find it was like really easy to fall into? Yes, I, I realized, and I had always been fantasizing this. I am a boob girl. <laughs> I just, I love titties, man. I just want to suck on them. I like mining. I just, I love them so much. And she had fake ones. And that's like the first time I've ever, well, period, touched a woman. Yeah. But much less, you know, with fake breasts and got that up close and personal. And man, after that, I was like, I I had a problem. I just wanted to help <laughs> <all> the <30s. laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> 
You're like a guy ever just staring at girls' tits all the time yes. now and not looking at them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were great. I, we, I hooked up with both of them and actually maybe like the next weekend he was out of town and I think she came over and like we just hung out and like messed around a little bit, like sent him some videos. So yeah, like all around, I was very lucky in my, great, in my first experience because like you said, had it been not so great, I may never have went back down that path. Yeah. Now, did you go down on her that first time? I did. And, we did. Were, and was that was that everything you expected yeah. it to be? Were you into it, that too? It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm one of those girls that like when a guy will go down on me or he'll finger me or whatever. I want to like taste me. Like, right. I want to lick you off. You know, lick you off of my lick me off of your lips. And oh, I'm getting all flustered here. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people um, listening are too. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about that. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I was like, I love this. And I always joke with guys and I'm like, y'all, I'm like, I would much rather go down on a chick any day over having a dick shoved down my throat and choking me. Don't get me wrong. I love giving head. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just so much easier to go down on a girl. That's hilarious. So the first time was all great. You even played with her solo after now. Did did they become like a regular thing for you? And did they did they um, get you into the lifestyle? No, I think it eventually fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Like we may we had stayed in touch and then they had kids that were like older than mine their kids were like teenagers so harder for them to sneak around because kids start picking up you know yeah yeah I, it's just it, it it became complicated so I think it just kind of died off and you know I always wonder I wanted to ask my friend when they were bringing me home from their union how her <laughs> boss was doing but then how do I explain that like how yeah. I was gonna say though like back in that day when you're just starting out you know, you have a lot of girlfriends at that young age. Like, did you confess this whole thing that you were doing to any of your girlfriends, your close girlfriends, uh, or did no one know? I absolutely did. So my, but because I was so young, man, y'all was a hot mess express. I, I got it. I'm bi- diagnosed bipolar. So <laughs> if you know anything about that, those manic episodes, yeah. mind you now, it's all under control. Mm-hmm. But I was young. Yeah. And so I would just, and I'm an open book. So I told my good girlfriend. So yeah. a good bit of people that are close to me, my friends that are in my life know that I'm bisexual and in the lifestyle. They, right. I don't go into detail about things unless if they ask. Yeah. Now I, I don't really bring it up, but it is doomed. Because when I did start this 15 years ago, I was like, yeah, guess what I did? Yeah, that's what I would think <laughs> when you're super young, you're more, you know, open and you're super close with your girlfriends. I mean, even though mm-hmm. you were a young mom, I'm sure you were still living that young life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you told your girlfriends, okay, so now what What happens after those, that couple? So then I continued to post the Craigslist ads, for, mm-hmm. and then I start responding to ads. So I guess that's really how, and then I would start meeting up with couples, or, you know, we'd go out. There's just been so many. Like long-term and, ones, short-term ones, one-offs, all of the above, good ones, bad ones, crazy ones. So there was only probably one other situation where I repeatedly hooked up with these people, kind of became friends with them. You know, swingers are some of the coolest people you will meet because they are so open-minded. So 
it's only natural that when I'm hanging out with these couples that I gravitate, we got, we gravitate towards each other outside of the bedroom. You know, mm-hmm. I've went and done activities with one couple where this guy played in a band. So his wife came and picked me up. We went and watched him play and like their friends and stuff were there, but they had no idea. They just thought I was her friend. And yeah. then at the end of the night, we went back to my place and blah, blah, blah. So you make all these friendships and these people were like that. But actually, when I met them at the time, the chick was pregnant. So I have hooked up with a pregnant chick. Oh, my goodness. Did you dig that? Were like you kind of into it? So I was not at the time. But now I'm in like I didn't embrace my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. Um, My my partners were not the best people. I hated being pregnant. So, you know, people used to talk about the pregnancy sex. I didn't want to be touched. I'm like, wow, if I was pregnant now, Mm -hmm. then like it would have been a totally different ball game, you know? Right, right, right. Now, how do you wind up? Because I'm assuming you eventually, because you're meeting all these swingers and these couples, like eventually do you wind up in the swingers clubs and parties and stuff like that? Yeah. So I've been to, there used to be, when I started 15 years ago, there were two clubs um, Mm -hmm. in the city Mm -hmm. and I'm in the suburbs. So I'm about... 15 minutes via the interstate to a huge city in the South. It is on the map. People travel here all the time. Yeah. So I've been to each of them. One of them's now closed. Uh, I happened to go to it before it was closed. Clearly that was my first experience. And they always said that that club wasn't as nice as the other one. But I preferred the play area better than the one that's still open. So talk me through that first time that you went. Did you also do that solo or did you wind up getting turned on to it by a couple that you were hooking up with? I did not do that solo. But here again comes Craigslist or SLF. It could have been either one. So at this point after Craigslist, Uh I went, you know, and found SLS. So I did get a profile on there. You know, the system's very antiquated. I still find it's still pretty antiquated. I don't really use it anymore. So I hook up, I meet up with this guy. He's like, let's go to this club. We'll go have dinner first, blah, blah, blah. So my friend watches my kids. I meet him. He comes, or I go meet him there. We go to dinner and I'm just one-on-one with him. I wasn't vibing. So like, I'm literally texting my friend who's got my kids and I'm like, listen, he's about to go to the bathroom. Cause this restaurant we were at is in a casino. So mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> either I'm going to have you call me and say, there's an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Or when he walks to the bathroom, I'm just going to run out of here and run oh into the God. casino. <laughs> so while well, we're sitting there and he had talked about it. So he finds this other couple. He's shows me these pictures. I guess he found them on Craigslist as well. And he's like, okay, we're going to meet up with them at their hotel and we're going to go to the swingers club. So at that point I was like, all right, Lola, it's, it's this or nothing. Like this is your chance. Mm -hmm. So we go and meet up with this couple and they, I don't really know their backstory if they were swingers, but actually I kind of came across them afterwards and they wound up He was trying to get with me. So, you know, that's one of those situations where they probably weren't on shaky ground to begin with. But anyway. Yeah. So we meet them. We go to the club and like downstairs, there's like a stripper pole and, you know, it's BYOB. So, so we're all just having, you know, some cocktails. And then there was this other couple that happened to be there, but they, so we were, so it's like, 
closer to 30. This couple was probably like 23, 24, very young looking, you know, we, they came over and talked to us. So we go upstairs and start playing in the play area. And then more people start walking in and we're like, okay, let's go see. There was a private room somewhere in the back. So we just so happened to get the private room that has two beds. So we all go in there and I wound up just really hooking up with that guy. The rest of them kind of like swapped and just me and that guy like hooked up. I don't, it was weird. Not the guy you went with that you weren't into, correct? I didn't even touch him. I didn't want to have sex with him. You were not into him at all. Now, wait, you know, you, I want to ask you before, were you also on Craigslist besides looking for couples? Were you also looking for single guys, single girls? I mean, were you looking for all kinds of things on there? All of the above. Okay. I was like a kid in a candy store (laughs) and just ready. I'm one of these people, like if I decide like during COVID, I was like, I'm going to take up running. When I tell you I went and spent $500 on running stuff. Yeah, yeah, you commit. Because I'm that person. Like, yeah. I just, when I discover something, I'm all in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> you were like, the minute you decided to start having this open, like, sex life, it was uh, everything. Yeah. Picking up random guys, picking up couples. Did you do solo women as well? I have never, no. That, other than that first experience with that couple when she came over after, like, when he was out of town, I've never solo been with a woman. When I first started this, I was like, oh, like I can't physically just be with a woman because I need a man. Yeah. Well, you know, now as I'm older and I'm getting more into myself and realizing, coming to realizations, I'm like, okay, well, because like I'm starting to maybe like try and actually date a woman now, like Mm -hmm. in my vanilla life. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's something that has always kind of scared me. So that's touch and go with me. You mean actually falling in love with a woman, having a relationship. Yeah. And and I don't quite, like I told the one that I'm messaging right now, I'm like, I don't know how this works with females. Like I, <laughs> I can admit, I've been dating men my entire life. This yeah. is a whole new ball game for me at almost 40. Now, why does it scare you? Why has it always scared you, do you think? Prop Maybe because like I'll really either want to be with a female as opposed to just messing around with them and then that brings a whole nother dynamic because I know that like I do want a male like I don't think I would ever I'm a lesbian but so if I'm trying to date my vanilla life so it's one thing where you know I gotta tell this guy okay well this is what I like to do and then also I have a girlfriend like men think (laughs) it's like the dream come true but this this is not something all men want I I guess 100% no I know a lot of guys I wouldn't even want to share their girl with a girl you know it's not it's not like across the board every guy's into that you think yeah every guy is but that's not the case and then there's this whole other subset of guys that really like to see you with another guy right but Mm -hmm. you know when they don't care about the woman woman thing but there's plenty of guys I know I have plenty of guy friends that wouldn't want to share their partner with anyone yeah Mm mm-hmm and, and I don't, and I don't hate on that. You know, yeah. I'm just like, I support everybody. And is there a future for me to do? Who knows? But we'll see. 
Now, in this whole time, and we're going to get back to where we were at at the Swingers Club, uh-huh. I remember. But like in this whole time since you've been a unicorn, you've been doing all this. Have you had any long term relationships and were they always open or did you ever have a monogamous relationship? So the last 15 years I've been single. I pretty much consider myself single. Mm hmm within those that time frame I've had a good bit of situationships yeah that I like to call them yeah for that have usually gone on for about a year a year and a half you know mm-hmm. steady friend with benefits good shit you know that's how I was able to stay single now with those so, guys would you play with them and say like hey I'm into this kind of stuff and they were like <laughs> down or no so this used to be one of my hottest experiences because it was the only experience where it was actually me and a guy that I was dating and another girl. So I start dating him yeah. and, you know, we were having some tumultuous times because he's dating other women and I'm getting jealous. So I discovered this and I'm like, all right, this is how I'm going to, I'm going to seal the deal with him. I'm going to get us a threesome. I'm going to make his fantasy come true and that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. So, because him and I had talked about this. He knew I was in the chicks when I had the threesome. We had talked about it. And I think he said he had had a threesome, but it like it wasn't a real threesome. Yeah. So, so I go and I was talking to this guy on Craigslist and he was like, okay, well, I have this girl. And I was like, okay, well, I would like to vet her first. So he puts us in contact. I'm talking to chick and I'm like, Hey, I've got this guy that I'm dating. Like he's super hot, you know, like decent dick, like whatever. Are you down? She's like, yeah. I'm like, bam. It was like a Monday night. I arranged this. Uh I get a babysitter. She comes to my house. We go over there. So we sit down and watch some TV. It's getting late. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I kiss him. I kiss her. We all go in the bedroom. I just like completely took charge of the situation. So it was super hot right there. And so we get in there and him and I start kissing, you know, him and I have great sex to begin with. And we all had a great chemistry. So they start messing around. I go down on her, the whole shebang, everybody's messing around. Well, it was going on. And even at one point I like left. Cause at that point in time, we all smoked cigarettes. So I was like, I'm going to take a smoke break. I'll be back. So mm-hmm. I leave, come back. They're still getting at it. We finish. So I was like, all right, let's go. I take her. She sleeps at my house and, you know, whatever. She leaves on her way the next morning. So that we have this great experience. It was so freaking hot. Like I've masturbated to that for years after that because it was just the hottest thing, you know, so far. Well, like, <laughs> like a couple of months later, I somehow found out that they seemed to find one another behind my back and they were hooking up. <laughs> After that? Yes. Oh, wow. She would meet him at his his hunting camp in another state over where, like, she's from or something. And, like, they were hooking up. And I found found her commenting on his stuff on Facebook. And I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, somehow it came out. And I was like, you dirty son of a bitch. But there's a whole other story that he him and I wound up having a long-term affair and I befriended his wife after oh god it's all it's wild. oh my god so wait so let's get back to you though so you know you're you go to that first swingers club you said you yes. it was there was two in your area do you continue on going to swingers clubs and stuff or do you prefer to meet couples outside like on the DL uh, like in hotel rooms So after that, I did not return to that one. And it was actually a couple of years before I ever went back to another one. Not 
because I had a bad experience. But once again, it's very, uh, I, I get, I get shy. You get, you know, you clam up. And so it's very intimidating yeah. going by myself. So mm-hmm. I don't have a partner to really do that with. So for the most part, I've just been doing it on my own. I have been to the other swingers club. I've been to a resort. Mm-hmm. My span, my swinging is very random. Like I have, haven't been on a vacation in probably 15 years. So like last September, one of my friends that I swing with that I've actually been to the club with, he's great. Whenever he's passing through town, he comes and stops by and gives me all the orgasms. We were talking. So we decide to go to this swingers resort Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everybody's like, Lola, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to meet a friend in Tampa. He's down there for business. He's flying me out. Like everybody's trying to ask me like all these things. So finally people stopped asking. That's so funny. But which is the one that you went to? Uh, um, Caliente. Okay. That's what it's called. Yes. Ma- yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in that they're all in this one certain area because the law allows them to have booze and sex and nudity in this like one little part of Florida. Oh, it's in Florida. Yes. Oh, yes. interesting. What part of Florida? Do you remember? Uh, I went to Tampa and it's so around like there. right outside of Tampa. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but it's, so this one is more of a, I think it's geared more towards nudist opposed mm-hmm. to per se swinging, but they do have a swingers club on the grounds, mm-hmm. but there is, it's a huge community. They have houses there that you can buy and people like walk their dogs naked and stuff. How was that for you? So the experience itself was great. The actual like resort was awful. Just very overpriced for what you got. Oh, like not good accommodation. No, it it was so expensive too. Like, so we got half off and I want to say it was like half off of like 12 to $1,400 for three nights. It was, and this is not all inclusive. Right. Y'all swinging is not cheap at all. (laughs) Like at all. (laughs) And so they didn't have hotel rooms, but what they have is what they call a casita, which is like 12 or $1,400. It's like a little modular home. Yeah. I have a, I have videos of this because I could not believe it. I will show it to you. It is from the 1980s. Oh, that's the bad. Mat- it, it's all. It was so. Oh my god. And then to boot. So their actual swingers club had been closed. They don't tell you this. They send out like like these. They're they're very active on SDC, and I don't know if SDC is aware that they're like promoting. This Bullshit. place that does not look like the pictures yeah, that you yeah, see yeah. on SEC's website. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just now the staff, the staff was amazing. You know, the food was great. The booze was great. The price for the booze was great. But like the actual, account, oh, we had a full body massage. That was amazing. Naked full body massage. I highly recommend it. Right. How about the sex? Like, did you get, did you guys have a lot of sex with a lot of people or was there not so, much of that going down? I brought the biggest dick to the swingers resort. I listened to your episode with the gentleman where he said, you know, biggest dick in the swingers club is not all you think it is. Yeah. The same goes for the resort. Really? What is, what does that mean? I guess nobody will. Okay. So I guess I shouldn't say this. The gentleman that I was with is black. I am a, I'm a snow bunny. Okay. You like BBC? Yeah. Okay. Well, and it doesn't even have to be big because I'm not a size queen. I okay. just 
personally love black men. Okay. And you're so white. Snow was, bunny yes. means you're white. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm this blonde hair, blue eyed, yeah. like. You're going to give me blue. like uh, uh, anonymous pics for my Patreon, right? So people can okay. paint the yeah, little picture. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll have to find some for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, so we stand out because the majority of it are like, it's middle-aged white you know, white couples. Yeah. Like I said, their actual swingers club was closed and had been closed for weeks. And they did, I even called previously and I was like, Hey, you know, I've seen things on Reddit. What's going on? They're like, Oh no, it should be open. Well, I get there and there's no swingers club open. So I was like, okay. So essentially whenever you played, it was like outside in this, pool area where you're normally not allowed to play Mm -hmm. so you know on the chair I don't I didn't want to have sex on a freaking you know a a sun bathing chair you know where my butt's falling through Mm -hmm. so but that was the accommodation so listen I was there I was going to make the best of it had I had a vacation in 15 years mama was going bigger going home Mm -hmm. so I did get to fulfill a fantasy with two gentlemen and just me yeah, I had it written down. It was a question I was going to ask you. Have you ever had two guys? So this is the first, I, that was the first time you had been with two guys after all of this playing around? It was. It okay. was. It I, was amazing. You loved it. I did. There's just something about you being the center of attention mm-hmm. with just the, this masculine energy, you know, and where you feel safe and you know, like they're there just to make you come over and over again. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. I highly recommend it to anyone who's considering it. Wait, what did you just say? Chef's kiss? Chef's kiss. What's Mwah. that? Oh, you know, like, like oh, 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 no, no, no. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like you stamp of approval, like you're telling yes, everyone, yes. like this is Chef like great. Kiss, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was it another black guy or was it a white guy? It was, and he was from Jamaica. Like, okay. Li- Jamaican accent, so deep and sexy. Oh, my goodness. And did you do that, like, right in front of everybody? Are you into, like, people watching or? I love being watched. Mm-hmm. I love putting on a show. Mm-hmm. I actually did not. So my pa- the guy that I was there with, he was talking. I He was there before me because I was exhausted from we had been at the pool drinking all day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you go down there. I'll wake up and come down. So I go down there, throw on like a bikini bottom and just some pasties. And he's talking to this couple with this cute chick. And But I wasn't really into her husband. He was like middle-aged white dude just not really physically my type and then he kind of was pushy with me Mm -hmm. and like tried to finger me and I was like no 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 no, get away (laughs) so they so I don't somehow they kind of like went and wandered off so then me and the guy that I was with I was like I, I spot this this black guy that's by himself talking to people didn't seem to be there with another female and I was like that that's the one <laughs> he's like you want me to i was like yeah like my this this we'll call him james yeah james is the best freaking wingman ladies if you are looking for a gentleman i will pass his information along <laughs> to you oh my God, I, so funny so me james and my guy go over to the jacuzzi where this other that other couple was that james yeah, was that's talking right. to the chick uh-huh so essentially me and the Jamaican gentleman start doing our thing. James is with this guy's wife. I'm pretty sure he like makes her squirt everywhere. It was, I was kind of watching out the side of my eye. I was very proud of him. Like, <laughs> look at you go, babe. 
so James finishes with her. He comes over to us. We're there. I'm sucking on him, trying to do it doggy style. And finally, I just look at James and I'm like, we need to take this back to the house. So I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. I'm yeah. here. So he, he's like, hey, you know, we have a place. Why don't you follow us? So he comes to our little home away from home. It was so funny because the bedroom light was on. James comes in. The other guy comes in and he goes to turn off the lights. And I was like, wait, like, I want to see this. I've been waiting for this <laughs> all my life. Yeah, I'm surprised that so everything that you were into and looking around that, that it, it took so long for you to have the two guys. You know, once again, I live in the Bible Belt. Right. It is so frowned upon. You know, I recently was at, we were having a girls night and it somehow came up about me being a swinger. And this chick that I went to high school with that I've been friends with, I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. But she's like, oh, so you're a hoe? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like she's married. She has like a two-year-old child. She thinks yeah. is going to rule the world. Like I'm not. You, you can call it what you want, sweetie, but what I'm doing is fully consensual with somebody's husband, and nine times out of ten, they know their husband's with me, or they're actually there with me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, because I have, well, do, are you done with the three the threesome? Like, did anything you want to speak about that was, like, uh, the particularly great? I mean, it wound up to be amazing, right, for you? Yeah, no, yeah, it was, I wasn't able to do DP, you know, really, like, James, like, was more like my hype man, you know, mm -hmm. like, he was in there with the good videos and just let the other guy have his way with me, and yeah, man, it was, it was amazing, like, I would, I'm definitely going to do it again when I find the right guy. Now, I have heard from other unicorns something uh, that sometimes that unicorns do feel left out when they're playing with couples. Like, I never sort of looked at it that way because a lot of times I'm talking to couples looking for unicorns. But once I talked to this one unicorn who was like a professional unicorn, she's just like, there's a lot of times couples really don't know the proper way to treat a unicorn because it's kind of is like two against one, right? Like they go home and they have each other and you kind of like have nothing. I mean, have you had situations where you felt like an outsider or was like you being the unicorn always just totally fine with you? So I've never felt like an outsider. Yeah. I usually had couples that were always very accommodating. What I have had is these situations where they come into it saying, oh yeah, it's everything goes but when in actuality, the guys are really not allowed to fool around with me. Oh, and like, right. Because the, they get jealous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've had that happen twice. And so that's like, I no longer, like if it's newbies and they haven't had any experience, like I'm like, no offense, you need to go with the new people and test your boundaries. And because you don't know, like you think you know, but yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, How would you know, really? Yeah, you definitely, you have to, communication, if you're in this as a relationship, communication is key. You know, it's it's not going to fix anything in a relationship. You know, that's just my advice. I love it. It is a very freeing experience for me. Mm -hmm. I've always been very hypersexual. And it's a turnoff to a lot of more so females. Like, they take it the wrong way. Because... Maybe back in the day, it was kind of like an attention thing, but like that's, I'm completely opposite now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm older, I'm a grandmother, I'm very like reserved, like 
go to the gym, stay home, want to have hot kinky sex. Like now I like, like having that double life, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I've worked, like I was a civil servant the last five years. Like this civil servant is out taking dicks like that. When I'm, (laughs) like I said, I'm, I'm a grandmother. I do this. I bake cakes. Like it's, it's wild, man. I'm just, yeah. I've, I've, I'm going a whole different way from where I started. Right. But that's like a turn on to you, right? Like yeah. there's a little bit of that. The fact that you do have kind of like a double life, like it's kind of like cheating sex. There might be, it's like extra charged because it's kind yes. of like illicit, right? Yeah. 100%. And then when I do talk about it, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, well, cause I can, I can, for some reason I can talk about anything. I yeah. used to sell sex toys and do like fun parties to make extra money. Oh, I was yeah, a single yeah, yeah. Mom. yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you I had a group of women that my mom worked with, mm-hmm. they're all nurses and my mom was there. She like her friend hosted the party and I got up in front of my mom and all these women, I made like $500 that night. Like I can talk about anything. Like I don't, nothing's. So it's just easy for me yeah. to, you know, talk about these things with people. Where were we going? I'm sorry. That's okay. Let me ask you this because you have had a lot of couples and you've been a unicorn for a long time now. And I know that you said you had a couple times where the wife got jealous. Did you ever have like uh, any times where the guy was inappropriate or tried to reach out on the DL behind his wife's back or any kind of shit like that? Oh man. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, tell the truth. I like the good, the bad and the ugly. I mean, we'll get more, like we'll end on some really hot stuff, but just tell me. Absolutely. You know, these, okay. So case in point, the, so the couple that we met up with when I was going to that first swingers club Yeah. with the first, so the guy that I had hooked up with his, him and his wife Mm -hmm. somehow he wound up contacting me after that yeah. trying to hook up with me. I don't remember how he got my number. I think like we had all just exchanged numbers for yeah. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely contacted me behind her back. A lot of these, the two threesomes that I specifically remember where they were coming into it, where secretly the girl told them they couldn't touch me. Both of those guys found me after and were like, Hey, I want to play with you. Can you believe um, I mean, it's listen, it's no different than your friend who you had the threesome with. And then you found out he was like hooking up with that, that girl behind your back, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's like fucked up. You'd think like, you know, you would think that saying like, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, here it is. You've got this woman who's kind of letting you fuck somebody else. And then you are, you know, or just being pretty way more open than most other women would be. And you still got to fuck her over. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And they just don't know a good thing when they see it. Yeah. Crazy. So you have had that situation. Now, let me ask you, because nobody knows who you really are. Like, I mean, when would you shut that shit down or would you hook up with those couples? I mean, oh, that God. husband. I mean, I, I think because you're bipolar that you're going to tell me that you did hook <laughs> up with them. You okay. called yourself a hot mess express. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a hot mess express 10 years ago, yeah. when I, 15 years ago when I started doing this. So yeah. those two instances, I did actually wind up hooking yeah. with both dudes. Actually, I think one of them wound up being like a tattoo artist mm-hmm. and like pierced my nipples and stuff for me. <laughs> 
if oh I goodness. remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So you did kind of see them, but there's, has there ever been any kind of copying of feelings for you when you were a part of these situations? Uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. These, after you, I was normally a one and done after that. Yeah. Like I was into quantity over quality at that point in my late twenties. I was still a mm-hmm. wee babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back then, you just wanted to hit it and quit it and get something new. You like variety. Absolutely. I just wanted to get my dick wet, my proverbial dick. (laughs) Now, can you count how many couples you were with, or were you with so many? Oh, no, I I couldn't. Wow. No. Mm -hmm. Now, was it all ranges and sizes, or was did they always have to look a certain way, or were you, like, really down for everything because you kind of, like, been there, done that? So, funny story. Mm -hmm. Uh... I've actually, I've only hooked up with white couples. Oh, okay. The same, like same build as me, you know, built the women built like me, the guys, your typical, you know, forties in the gym. It wasn't until my, when I was 30 that I became, that I was into black men. So I have not hooked up with any, like any black couples or any interracial couples, which I'm definitely looking for. You know, that's definitely on my exploring list. Mm-hmm. Right. So other than that, yeah, no, it's vaguely been the same cookie cutter, expe- you know, pe- but, gener- the, but that's because that's what you're open to. I mean, everyone's yeah. different. You know, some people roll like they could get turned on by all different kinds of things. You know, I mean, some people are very specific of, you know, what kind of uh, physical things that they're, you know, that turns them on. There's nothing wrong with that, ever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, now that you're sober, quote unquote, right? Like you are, I know I'm a sober person for like 20 something years. So, you know, sex when you're sober is very different. I think it's better because you're just like fully present. Right. But sometimes the, the meeting or hooking up or the, you know, like I know my numbers went down drastically when I stopped drinking because it, I was more, uh, like you say, intentional, you know, I mean, are you still as horny and as open without alcohol? Like, do you feel any kind of difference there or is, are you still just good to go? I mean, like, what is the difference? So uh, let me preface this by saying by sober, I mean, like I do, I do partake in smoking weed. Yeah. yeah, But Um, you don't drink alcohol. Uh huh. No. So what do they call that? California sober? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. California sober. Yeah. There you go. Honest to God, where I live, our culture is based around drinking. Okay. Uh So this has been very hard for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm doing it, but you, you start to lose friends and shit. Yeah. But so yes, I'm more into, I'm more physically present in the sex. You know, I've found that booze makes me angry. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing is, it's so wild because I know, and I've heard it before, you got to get that liquid courage, especially in swinging. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I had a couple drinks and I know you got to do it to take the edge off. But man, that just that sober and that being present now, I'm like, I want it even more. <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, a lot of my most hardcore girls are completely sober and, mm-hmm. and they, you know, and I know as being somebody who had a lot of blackout sex and then stopped and, you know, was sober and all, all you know, the past 20 years has only been sober sex. Like to me, sober sex was so much more, it was better because you're like mm-hmm. fully present. I mean, because so, because I was like a little bit of a blackout drinker. Why did you quit by the Actually, uh... I don't even know. Uh, this year, <laughs> I've been just adding new good habits, yeah. and 
I went a couple days without drinking. And I started to notice the difference in my mood. And I'm like, well, let me see. And, you know, now because I've been smoking weed, I feel like the weed makes you more, I guess, in tune with yourself. Like you mm-hmm. look deeper within, if that makes sense. And listen, if uh, you're like, uh, I mean, I don't know. You said you're bipolar, but you have it under control now. So I would assume maybe you're on some kind of medication. And I think when you are on any kind of medication like that, you're probably better off not drinking. I have so many friends that are on medication and... They drink and I'm like, how do you think that's going to fucking work? Like, you're not supposed to. I don't know. And alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. And if you're taking any depressant, it's not going to work. Yeah. And everyone I know that takes that shit drinks on top of it, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. that You're kind of like you're even, it's like a something minus something. It was nothing. Like, you might as well not even take the fucking pills. Because I think the drinking cock blocks are just like because of what you just said, you know? Yeah. So you feel a difference? I absolutely do, but I kind of think, so I was having like a rough patch the last year and then that's when I started smoking weed to kind of calm me down and then it kind of morphed into no drinking and this more present lifestyle and it makes me want to, it makes me want to have with a connection. So like where I Mm -hmm. used to be, I just want to hit it and quit it. Now I'm like, let's go to a coffee shop for our first meeting. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be sexually charged. I mm-hmm. want to like, just, you know, sit down for at least 15 minutes, see if the vibe is there and yeah. then go from there. Yeah. And you're still meeting with couples and everything. I mean, you're still the unicorn. Yes. I ha- It's been a minute. I've been on, you know, hitting up some couples recently because now that I am so, you know, this, I'm like, okay, I want to have a sober threesome now. Yeah. So I've been working on that. I've been talking to a couple of couples, but my kids are older. A lot of these people have, you know, still have kids that can't be left home alone. So I have way more freedom than these people do. Yeah, so you're that's, a grandma you got to be now. very understanding with yeah, that. Yeah, I am. yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so you haven't had a threesome sober, have you? No. Okay, so that's going to be brand new. You know, I'm doing a whole episode on my, like, it's going to, I already know the title is going to be sex, sobriety, like sex, sabotage, or sabotage, sex, and sobriety. It's going to be like my quitting drinking story and sex Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So it's interesting. But I think that, listen, I think because you are on medication, it is great that you quit drinking. You are 39. Wait until you hit your fucking 40s, okay? That last (laughs) hurrah before you lose your eggs, okay, before menopause is like the horniest time so the <laughs> fact that you have done all this shit before that wait until you know you turn the Girl, bend you are going to be doing all kinds of things my youngest son will be 18 and I will be 41 I am chomping at the I'm like I just want to get him graduated from high school just so like and he's still probably going to live here yeah but like that way I can just come and go really as I please you exactly. know what I'm saying yeah 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 I cannot wait yeah I wonder where you're going to wind up so do you feel like with uh because you are a little bit more intentional and you said maybe you would date a woman or a guy you're looking to make a connection how do you see yourself if you had like a long-term relationship? Do you feel like you would 100% have to have it be an open relationship? Would you ever buy into a monogamous relationship? I don't think monogamy is going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I have been with got like a recently and it, and probably like December, this is how I discovered that I was like ready for something more than just sex. Yeah. I randomly met this guy when I got stood up on a date at a bar and he's not my normal physical type. And when I tell you that just that spark 
And so, you know, we met and it's kind of like fizzled out. But I was like, okay, so I'm dating intentionally. But during this process, when him and I were kind of hot and heavy for about two months, I had brought it up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I said something maybe about swinging and he like, or it was about a threesome and he brushed it off like with another girl. Yeah. Because I'd probably be okay, like with the same dick, but I know I'm probably going to want a chick. I also love the environment. Like I don't have to be having sex. I can be at a, I've been at a house party, the one house party I went to and only had sex with a guy I was there with. Like, but you liked like people that. watching you and yeah. seeing people have sex and all that, right? And that energy, it's, mm-hmm. it's so hot, man. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, as a woman out there dating, trying to find a guy that would be open to an alternative lifestyle, I personally think you're fishing out of a much larger pool than a guy looking for a girl that would be down with it. You know what I mean? Like typically yeah. a lot of guys would be open to all this stuff, but you're, it's going to be harder for a girl to say, yeah, I'm going to do it, especially a vanilla girl. But the fact that you're looking for a guy to come in and say, like, would you be down with me hooking up with chicks every now and then and stuff like that? You're more likely to find a guy. I know you haven't yet, but there are more guys out there that I think would be down with it. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just in the beginning stages of this. We're only a couple months in. Like I said, this was in December. And then like recently in February, I was dating another guy and he was like, I something about he can only be the dick in the room, the only dick in the room. And I was like, well, this ain't going to work either. So <laughs> here we are back at the drawing board. Do you use the apps now? Because nowadays like field and I don't know, there's so many apps that people talk about on my show where they go on and find these kind of alternative relationships and you could put on there exactly who you are and what you're looking for and find a lot of like-minded people. Are you on any kind of dating app? So I'm on like the vanilla apps. I'm on like, like Bumble and Hinge for like my vanilla, you know, like for real life dating. And then I'm on SDC. I, I vaguely remember one of your shows I was listening to where they said something about an app. Was it maybe pure or feel? Maybe it Fields, was the feel yeah, one and they yeah. spell it. They spell it a different way. Yeah. And I was reading the reviews and it said like it didn't have a lot of users in smaller cities. So I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess I will have to really truly dig into it because maybe that's something more I'm looking for and might be better suited for opposed to like a hinge or something. Yeah, because you're kind of like, listen, if you're really clear on what you're looking for and you know you're not going to have some sort of vanilla monogamous relationship with someone, that anyone that's going to wind up with you is going to at least maybe, like you said, be the only dick, but it's going to be have to be open to you guys maybe bringing in women or going to swingers parties. I feel like if you just present that up front on some of these apps nowadays where you could do that, you're like weeding out all the guys that are going to be like no fucking way and then you're just wasting your time you know yeah and then on the on and it's unfortunate because on the swingers websites there are a good bit of single men on there that are that are nice guys but it's like if i go to my swingers site for like strictly sex like now i have come across one or two of them on like hinge or bumble so then i'm like okay well i know this person is down yeah like down like for the emotional stuff but the rest of them I don't know so then it's like do I do I reach out like how do we handle this it gets the waters get murky man 
Yeah, but I think the clearer you get on exactly what you're looking for and what you're open to, the clearer your waters can be. You know what I mean? You just yeah. put, put a spell it out. Like, this is what I'm fucking into. I want something a little bit alternative. You know, you're not like saying you have to have tons of different guys. I mean, do you think if you were in love with a guy that you could completely share him with another girl? Is that totally, do you think you'd be fine with that? see and I don't know that that's another aspect that you know that threesome back in the day where I was you know it was me and him like like I said that was like one of my hottest experiences and I was like that's because I thoroughly I liked him so much that I thoroughly enjoyed him watching other women come like he made me come yeah so but I don't know if I'm still in that 25 year old mindset Yeah. And were you really in love with him back then? And when we were having the affair recently, absolutely. In hindsight, I was accepting something that I thought was love and was definitely not at all. Right. So you really don't know who you'd be because you have really been single and playing around. So it'll be interesting what you wind up with or in, you know, maybe you will wind up with a girl. Maybe you're so afraid of that because that's like the right thing for you. I don't know. Stay tuned, man. Yeah. Stay tuned. I love it. Lola part two. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lola, for calling in. I love your story. I love your openness. Definitely send me some pics of yourself. Like I always say like R-rated for my Patreon. Now I have a Discord connected to my Patreon where people are allowed to go over there, post whatever they want. Like guests could go on there for free and post or X-rated stuff if you feel like it. But I don't deal with that. For my <laughs> Patreon, if you want to send in like some anonymous pics, the girls always send in sexy pics, but no face shots or anything. Send them my way so people could, you know, kind of like paint the picture a little bit over there on my Patreon and just email them to me because I'm going to post this episode this coming Monday. So get them to me sooner than later. I surely will. All right. You're the best. Thanks, Lola. Good luck with everything and keep me posted because, you know, we'll want to know. I want to know how, you know, where you wind up. (laughs) I absolutely will. I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. Yeah, totally. Like I said, we're going to do a Lola part two. I'm sure you have like a million more stories. This was just like, you know, the the get all the details first. You know, I I mean, just like the backstory. Cool. All right. Thank you, Lola. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Podcast.